We're excited. It's great to have Pastor Dave Alien, Senior Minister at Derby City Church with us this evening. We want to give him as much time as possible. Dave is going to come and share. Uh, these Ignite evening meetings are an opportunity to be inspired, refreshed, restored, delivered, healed, whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do in our hearts and lives. And we're inviting different ministries over the life of this year. So it's great to have Pastor Dave with us. We're going to invite him now and he's going to come and share. Let's give him a great welcome. So thanks, Dave. Bless you. Evening, everybody. Nice to be with you tonight and uh, share the word with you. Um, just want to really share from uh, just a few thoughts tonight from the story of the woman with the issue of blood. Let me just read it to you. It's in uh, Mark's Gospel, chapter 5, verse 24. It says this, A woman was there who'd been subject to bleeding for 12 years, and she had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. And when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. Once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him, and he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding around you, his disciples said. And yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. And then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, and trembling with fear, told him the whole story. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Amen. What a great scripture reading. What a great story of uh, this woman who had been sick for 12 years, we're told. Long time, long time to carry burden, isn't it? And a uh, long time to carry stuff and uh, just not getting any kind of wear with it. And um, I just want to talk about three little words that really stood out to me when, you know, uh, I, I was preparing this message, and uh, I, I just feel um, maybe helpful to you tonight. The three little words that say, because she thought. What an amazing little phrase. Something in this woman had the ability to think differently. You know, there were loads of people around, but she realized that something in her she, she heard about Jesus, she saw Jesus, she experienced the crowd, and, and, and she came into the situation, and it was as bad as it could be. Isn't that amazing? She came, it was as bad as it could be, but, but she thought things might change. Isn't that amazing? You know, I, I, I just am captivated by that, because, you know, what you're thinking can really cause a big influence in the way that you live. How you think about yourself, how you think about the Lord, how you think about other people, it can make a massive difference to your experience of life. And it was her thinking that led her to taking hold of Christ. It was her thinking that changed the rest of her life that day. That's how dramatic it was. Isn't that amazing? You know, sometimes we don't really think about our thoughts, do we? We just think them. But it just really stood out to me because she thought, if I can just touch him. And I, I don't know about you, but I just am fascinated by that. And I just want to just highlight a few things about it tonight. Her thinking was the beginning of her miracle. Her thinking was the beginning of her miracle. You know, sometimes we're never going to get the miracle because our thinking is just not in line with where God is. Our thinking is not 
expectant. Our thinking is not focused on what God can do. Our thinking is focused so much more. I mean, she had every reason to say, you know what? I don't know if this guy can do anything for me. I've spent 12 years. I've seen everybody. I've spent everything I have and nothing's changed. Come on, Christian. Sometimes we find ourselves there, don't we? Sometimes we find ourselves in that place. We're saying, oh Lord, I've been, I've been pursuing you for years over this. God, I just don't know if I can do anything about it. And our thinking becomes passive. And our thinking becomes, you know what, I'm just going to live with this. Now sometimes, friends, we have to walk through things, I get that. But I love it that this woman refused to lie down over this. Don't you? I love it that she was like, you know, I, I, I love it when people just have more faith than I do and it embarrasses me. Don't you get embarrassed by some people's faith sometimes because they just have so much. And you want to go, oh, calm down. And they're just going, no, I believe God. I remember we had um, uh, a guy come to our church a few years ago, Mark Dupont, and he was a prophetic guy. We did a prophetic conference with him with a few other churches. And all weekend, this, this woman would come, and she had met him before, and she had had trouble in her back and in her legs, and she couldn't walk properly. And every, every time there was an appeal, she was at the front. You know, and it, it became a bit embarrassing, you know, just, you know, okay, relax a bit. Give me. And, uh, you know, we had like Friday night, all day Saturday, Saturday night, Sunday morning. It was another church. Sunday night was in our church. And this lady who was not part of our church turned up. And um, she, you know, she was there. And, and as soon as he gave an appeal, she was out the front. And like everybody else was just watching her, you know. And, and he prayed for her first. He said, you know, because he knew her. He said, you know, I really, I really believe God's going to heal you. And he laid hands on this woman. And she instantly said, I've been healed. And she started running up and down the stairs of our platform. Do you know what I mean? And I'm like, well, that paid off, didn't it? (laughs) And my question is, she decided in her mind that she was going to pursue God. She decided in her mind, you know what, I'm going to take hold of it. She thought, if I can just touch him, everything's going to change. If I can just take hold of him, everything. It's her thinking that led her to that. You know, we believe something, but do we think it? You know, we believe God can change. I says, you know... I, I, I believe God can heal lots of people, but do I think he's going to? I believe that God can fill people with the Spirit. Do I believe he's going to? What am I thinking about it? Am I thinking that we're going to have to persuade him? Do I have to think about it? We were at our regional uh, day this week, and um, Stuart Blount was speaking, and he did this illustration of God speaking. He says, God is always speaking. He got out of his bag uh, a transistor radio, a great illustration, and he said, in this room, there are all kinds of noises, all kinds of sounds that, that are being made. The question is, are we, are we hearing them? And he turned the transistor on, and he, you know, you heard the old... <laughs> And they tuned it in, and the noise came, the music came. And they tuned it in again, and the words came. He said, it's all around us, all around us. The question is, are we thinking that God has something to say to us? See, our thinking can lead us towards him or away from him. And so we have to just understand that in our head. And this woman, in the situation she was in, and I love that, when people are so desperate, they say, I need God. You see, out of the overflow of the heart, the Bible says, the mouth speaks. In other words, out of what we believe and think, we, we confess. Out of what's going on in our mind and in our heart, that's what, that's what comes, that what, that's what we speak. And so sometimes we speak um, all kinds of um, uh, negativity of our lives. I, now, don't get me wrong, I'm not nearly into you know, negative confession or positive confession in the sense that if I just keep saying it, it's going to make a curse. I don't believe that, friends. I believe we're blessed, not cursed. Hello. Um, so, you know, if that was true, I'd be saying, I'm thin, I'm thin, I'm thin every day and see how we get on. Do you know what I mean? 
been trying it for 15 years, nothing's changed. Do you know what I mean? The Lord says, stop eating. I don't know why that is. Uh, why wouldn't the confession set it free? See, it's about, it's about just getting hold of the purposes of God. But you see, if we start to think negatively about ourselves and the people around us, what happens is we start to live in the negativity. Because we think. See, if you think people don't accept you for who you are, guess what? You'll start to find reasons why they're not accepting you. Because your thoughts will tell you, they don't like me. But if you think, hey, do you know what? I'm at peace with the world and I love everybody. Guess what? You're going to have an easy relationship with other people. And when they do reject you, you're going to go, I don't know what's wrong with them. And it's not going to be about you. It's just going to be about, hey, you know, I've got a mental... See, I just think this woman learned something. After 12 years of suffering, I think it's an amazing thing that she still had the mental capacity to say, I think he could change everything for me. I want you to think about it. How long have you been following Jesus? Have you still got that mental capacity to say, I believe Jesus can change this. I think he can turn this situation around. I think that he can work it out. You know, the three men in the fiery furnace, what did they say? We believe our God. We think our God has got this covered. But hey, even if he doesn't work it the way we want to, we still believe in him. Wow. Thinking is so strong. And I think that for many of us, we've got to get our heads around that. See, out of our attitudes and and, uh, our our, our behavior comes out of what we think. The Bible says, Jesus says, knowing their thoughts, Jesus said to them, why do you entertain evil in your thoughts? He said, and why are you thinking evil things? Why is it? Have you ever noticed how much easier it is to think evil things than it is good things? Or is it just me? So honestly, my church look at me every time I confess on Sundays and they look at me as if to say, we never have any problems. You're the only sinful person in this church. Do you know what I mean? But have you noticed that you don't have to teach a child to think the wrong way, you teach a child to think the right way. Because the wrong way comes naturally, doesn't it? It, The evil thoughts come out. And and you know that so often is the experience of our life. We have to start to think and change the way we think. To think, because if we're going to enter into the miracle, we need to take hold of it. The psalmist said, "How how long must I wrestle with my thoughts and have sorrow in my heart? Well, he's saying, unless I get my thinking right, that actually I'm stuck with these sorrowful thoughts about myself, about the situation, about God. You see, your thinking can tell you that God doesn't care, even though you know the Bible truth says that God does. Hello? And, and this woman had taken hold of something because she thought, if I can just touch him, everything changes. I want to challenge you today. What's your thinking like? What, what do you think? Because I just, I just believe that the Lord is leading us and, and helping us. You know, that's why the Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because if you can get your thinking alongside of the kingdom, then actually your whole perspective starts to change. And you start to look at what God can do and what you can do in the grace of God. And possibilities start to change. And you move closer to taking hold of the miracle that God has for you. You can overcome them. Remember the story of Naaman in the Old Testament. Naaman was this amazing guy, general, clever, second in command of the nation. He was in charge of the army. He was handsome. He was fair. Everything about him was great apart from the fact that he was a leper. And uh, his, his little slave girl said, you need to go to see the prophet in Israel. And so he ended up at the prophet's door. And the prophet sent his, son, uh, his servant downstairs and said, just go and wash yourself in that river down there. And you're going to be healed. Wow, what fantastic news. But not for Naaman. And listen to what it said. Naaman went away angry and said this. I thought, I thought he would come out and wave his hand over the spot 
and cure me of my leprosy. Isn't that amazing? What he thought drove him away from the purposes of God for his life. Wow. You know what, friends? We need to understand that. That sometimes our thinking drives us away from what God wants to do. And we mustn't think that we're invulnerable to that because actually we're all, we're all liable to it. This man had traveled hundreds of miles. He'd gone been to see the king, everything. And, and the message came down. And thank God, one of his servants said to him, you know what, Naaman, you're being a bit of an idiot. Because actually, if they'd asked you to do something really hard, you'd have been out there doing it. All they've asked you to do is wash and be healed. But your thinking, your attitude is driving you away from the miracle of God, from the purposes of God for your life, from the blessing of God over your life, from the provision of God over your life, because you will not uh, work with it. The Bible says to us, brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus. And so somewhere in our lives, if we're going to really take hold of the purpose of God, we actually have to fix our thoughts on Jesus. I don't find that easy sometimes. I find my thoughts can fix on so many things. How about you? <laughs> Am I going, I don't have trouble connecting my thoughts to lots of different things. I have, to, I have trouble pulling them back. You know, do you ever look at someone and they've upset you and before long, in your head, you're like, oh no, I better not confess how awful I am. Do you know what I mean? Before long, you're like, I'm going to get you to just, just annoy me. You get all offended in your spirit. Why? Because your thinking is leading you to that place. And I, would, I just want you to know that your thinking can lead you to your miracle in God. We've got to believe that, haven't we? See, when we stop believing that, then we stop pursuing God for anything. Because if we can't believe God can provide for us and in our situation and can lead us through the second, we, we certainly don't believe that for everybody else. It's got to come out of who we are. It's got to come out of our faith and our confidence. Because she thought, she decided. Because you see, we need to get hold of God's thoughts because the Bible says in Isaiah 55, my thoughts are not your thoughts. How many of you know God thinks differently to you? Isn't that good? So the biggest issue of our lives, friends, is for us to learn to think according to the thoughts of the Lord. That's why God tells us to forgive those who hurt us, because he thinks differently to us. We're going, get them, Lord, get them. He's saying, forgive them, Lord, forgive them, because his thoughts are different. And if we're going to really learn to live in his kingdom, we have to start to say, Lord, um, search me, O God, and know my thoughts. See if there's anything offensive in me. Lord, I, I don't want to think like that anymore. I don't want to think like that about myself. See, some of us are just screwed up about how we think about ourselves. We've got to be free of that. We've got to say, Lord, I, I, Lord, you don't think about me like that. See, sometimes if you just think of yourself according to what other people have said, you're, you're, you're held by that because your thinking is bound by it. And somehow this woman, her thinking was no longer bound by the fact that she'd had this condition for 12 years. See, that gives me hope. Don't, don't give you hope. I just think, you know what? If she could break that stronghold in her mind, we can break the strongholds that come into our lives and move towards what God wants to do. Secondly, her thinking led to a change in her behavior. I love this. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. I mean, how audacious. 
I mean, how amazing. This, this frail woman who'd lost everything. All of a sudden, she thought, you know what? I can just touch him. I'm going to go for it. And so she starts to wander through. She starts to take hold of it. She starts to look for him. She starts to try and take hold of him because she just says, you know what? I believe that something's going to change. And so her behavior changes. You know what? When your thinking changes, your behavior changes. You know, if you, if you start to think positively about other people, you recognize that your relationships with other people change. Have you noticed, uh, I, I, I've got a twin brother. We're identical. There's two of us, and we're the same. Apart from he's got a beard. He's the fat one. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, we, when we walk down the street, you know, I, you notice the two of us walk down together. There's not much room on the pavement. Do you know what I mean? We can be an intimidating couple. What I've noticed walking down the street is this, is that if you look at people like this, they look back at you like this. If you go like this, morning, how are you? They go, oh, hello, nice to see you. Why? Because how you behave, how you think about other people changes your behavior. See, if you think positively about other people, you're going to engage with them and give to them and you're going to enter into that world. But if you're prickly, we all know people are prickly, don't we? See, if you're prickly, nobody wants to be around a prickly person, do they? Because they just think, oh, you know, sooner or later, this is all going to go horribly wrong. I know that doesn't happen in your church, but trust me, in my church, I could show you the prickles around the church, don't I? People who, you know, just, who just, you get them on the bad day and you're going to get it. And so what happens is, you know, nearly always as people say to me, nobody likes me. And I say to them, you know what, that is, that is not true. It's just how you think about yourself and other people has isolated you. Because you have decided that you will live out this anger that you carry. Because your thinking affects your behavior. And I just think what happened with this woman is she said, you know what, I believe, I think that this Jesus guy can change my life. And therefore I'm going to press through the crowd. Now, I don't know about you, but pressing through the crowd, is, it sounds, it's just an easy thing, isn't it? But actually, it's quite difficult. I remember being in Trafalgar Square with our friend on New Year's Eve one night. We went down to London to see a friend, and I took our friend Jackie with us, who's a missionary in Malawi. And um, we walked right into the crowd, you know, in Trafalgar Square, when you go in at midnight, you know, and we pushed our way in. There was like four or five of us. And when we got in, Jackie started to freak out. She got claustrophobic right in the middle of all that. She was like, I don't like it, I don't like it. Do you know what I mean? So we had to try and push our way out again. You know, I'm like, oh, my life. So that's where being big comes in handy. I'm like pushing people out of the way. Do you know what I mean? You have to really do it. And this woman, she said, you know what? I'm not going to sit at the back and just pretend. Now, friends, she was unclean, so ritually unclean. She affected people. So in her society, when she was unclean, she was told to stay away from people. So she had a big thing to get through here. But her, her thinking said, you know what? I'm going to change. I'm not going to stay out at the back. I'm going to push my way through because I want to get hold of Jesus. You know, sometimes we all want, we love church to be nice and tidy, don't we? But sometimes it all goes pear-shaped. I remember, sometime, I remember once uh, a few years ago in my church, I was preparing on a, Sunday after, a Saturday afternoon, preparing the message. And I felt the Lord say to me, tomorrow there's going to be people screaming in the house, you know. Uh, and I was like really excited because I thought it was going to be screams of, you know, joy and excitement to the Lord. But it wasn't. It was people who were screaming in pain. And halfway through my sermon that evening, honestly, this woman started to howl like a banshee at the back. I remember just thinking, okay, now what do we do now? Because we couldn't carry on the meeting. And this was just coming out of this woman who was so desperate for God that her thinking changed her behavior. She, she lost it. She couldn't just be polite and respectable at the back anymore. She started to howl, Jesus, cried out for him. And everything had to stop while we dealt with it because she couldn't carry on. 
And everybody's like, ooh, I'm not sure what's going on here. Everybody's a bit uncomfortable. I'm at the front, freak. You know, the truth is, if the Lord hadn't told me the day before, I'd have freaked out. I'd have gone, be silent in Jesus' name. That's how sensitive I can be. Do you know what I mean? But, but, but the Lord had warned me. So when it started to happen, I said, okay, this is just Jesus touching this person. Let's just pray. And we went and we ministered to her. She came into something in the Lord. Why? Because she was, her belief changed her behavior. When was the last time you believed that God spoke to you so much that it changed what you did? That you had a prompting from the Spirit that you responded to. Why? Because your thinking about what he was saying changed what, what you did. But when, when was it? When, when was the last time that you're, you're thinking about who Jesus is and what Jesus wants to do in your life and through your life affected how you invested your time and energy and money? When was it that you carried that and you said, you know what, Lord, I need to respond to that. I, I need to press through the crowd. I need to clear my diary. I need to do something to respond to your presence because that's how we're going to enter into the purposes of God and, and see God begin to work because we say, you know what, my thinking has changed about this. Because the truth is, sometimes we want God to do it all for us, don't we? I remember going to Pensacola. Uh, Pensacola was a, this amazing revival in 1995, 1996 in Pensacola, Florida. Just an amazing experience. And I, I, I went there and, uh, you know, the first night it was all really exciting. And there were thousands of people in this church. The worship was awesome. It was off the scale. The presence of God was amazing. And uh, I was with my good friend, Steve Kempton. And we were in the balcony looking, you know, and... Um, and they gave the appeal, and they were very dramatic for salvation appeals, you know, really big. And then they gave appeal just for ministry of the Spirit. And Steve and I just sat there, and we watched all these people flood forward, you know, just going, wow, isn't this amazing? And then the preacher said, you know, some of you have flown 5,000 miles to be here tonight, but you're too lazy to get out of your seats and walk to the front. And I looked at Steve, and he looked at me, and I said, I think he's talking to us. Because we wanted to watch, but we didn't really want to change our behavior. And we had to get up and humble ourselves and walk to the front and just say, okay, Lord, here we are, we're yours. Do you know what I mean? And this, this, little, this little woman came to me and said, oh, okay, pray this in this prayer. I said, I'm a pastor of a church. She said, yeah, we got a lot of you people here. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Dear Lord Jesus, I was saved. I was praying. You know, but just like you just think, you see, sometimes our thinking leads us away from the Lord rather than help us to change our behavior to move towards him. How many know I'm talking to you tonight? It's our thinking, isn't it? God's on our case. Our thinking brings her, um, uh, sorry, our thinking changes our behavior. You see, if you think the wrong thing, your behavior will be the wrong thing. Remember there's a great story of um, Peter and uh, Paul and Silas, sorry, in jail, singing hymns to worship the Lord. And it says, and then there was a mighty earthquake and all the doors and chains fell open and they were free. And it says the, Philippi, uh, the jailer came in and seeing all the doors open, he pulled out his uh, sword because he thought everybody had escaped. And he was going to fall on his sword because he thought everything. You see, if you think the wrong things, friends, it can lead to catastrophic situations. If, if your thinking isn't clear about who God is, but what God has done for you, about what he's calling you to take hold of, then you can start to think things that actually break into God's purposes for your life. And that Philippine guy, they had to call out to him and say, don't harm yourself. That's why Paul tells us to think about certain things. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, Think about these things. You see, sometimes you really have to cultivate that good thinking in your head. You have to cultivate it. You have to say, you know what? I, I'm, not, I'm going to resist that bad, bad thinking. 
and I'm going to think according to the God, to the purposes of God. I'm going to think good about other people. I'm going to think about what Jesus can do in my life. I'm going to meditate on it. I'm going to, I'm going to, sometimes you have to just get along with God and meditate on it, don't you? You have to chew over and say, you know what, Lord, thank you for working in me and through me. And then finally, her thinking released the power of the kingdom of God. Isn't that amazing? It says, immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. And Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. And he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? He didn't say who touched me. He said, who touched my clothes? Unusual thing. Her thinking released God's power into her life. Isn't that amazing? That something in her just said, you know what? I believe that God's going to do something. And she came up and she just touched his garments. We used to sing an old song. He touched the hem of his garments. You know. And uh, old Pentecostals. I'm older than I look. And um, we used to just sing that song. She touched the hem of his garments because she knew that God could heal her. And you know, I just think this is an amazing picture. And, and, and as she stepped out, and as her thinking transformed her actions, she stepped out, and all of a sudden, the power of God got released. I want you to know, friends, listen, God wants to release his power through you. In the world that you're in, in the places that you're in, God wants to release the power. Because uh, his kingdom has come for our cities and our nations. The people around you in your life, God wants to touch them. He wants to speak to them. He wants to pr- be prophetic through you into their lives. He wants you to use it. That's, that's his purpose. Friends, but you know what? He needs you to change your thinking so that you believe he can do that through you. So that his power can be released in your life. So often we want to try and um, leave it to other people or say, God, would you just not come and do it yourself? Jesus has said that he's called us to do it. So when you do it, you do it in his name for his sake. And the power of God can be released. Why? Because we have faith in who he is and what he's done in our lives. See another amazing example of this when uh, a centurion comes to Jesus. A Roman centurion. Now a Roman centurion was, was just one of the roughest, bloodiest people you can imagine. But he had faith. He fought on the front line. He was someone who had killed indiscriminately. He, he was a fighter. He wasn't just a nice guy with a nice hat. He was a fighter, but he was a God-fearer. And something in him, when his servant was ill, brought him to Jesus and said to him these amazing words, just say the word and my servant will be healed. He said, because I know that you have authority, because I have authority, and I recognize authority. So just say the word. Wow, what, what incredible thinking that is. Just say the word and this situation will be changed. He didn't say, come to my house. He didn't say, come and pray. He didn't say, come and help me. He didn't say, come and do that. He just said, say the word and it will all change. And Jesus said to him, you have great faith. Go, your servant is healed from his suffering. Wow. Why? Because this centurion thought differently to everybody else. I love that, don't you? And so I'm here tonight and... Uh, the best way that I can, I want to say to you, how are your thoughts today? What are you thinking about? What are you meditating on? What are you allowing to set the agenda? Could it be that maybe there's some negative stuff that's in you about yourself and about your past and about the circumstances you're in and it's been 12 long years or however long it's been and you're saying, God, I need you. I can't see the way through this. And, um, you know, we've heard this amazing prophetic word tonight that actually there's the stepping stones across that river that God's made for you. If you can just think about a solution that God can give you, then it'll start to come to you. 
Because actually God has a purpose for your life if you'll just understand it and accept it and put it into your circumstances. How are your thoughts? What are you thinking? Is your thinking leading you towards Jesus or is it leading you away from him? Now I know we're all here in church who are saying, well, I'm not going away from him. But what I mean from that is you're not thinking that he can make the difference in the situation. You're not looking to him to be the one who can resource you for the situation you're facing. You're trying to work it out yourself. And, and sooner or later, you're going to find yourself like this woman, spent everything, tried everything, 12 years have passed, and no, not getting any better. And we have to come back to the Lord. Where's your thinking taking you? Your thinking will make you act in a certain way. It'll cause you to act in faith and expectation, or it'll cause you to act in unbelief. Friends, I don't know about you, but I struggle with this. This is a challenge to me every day. How am I going to be today? Am I going to be someone who trusts God and believes him, that actually he can use me to break out? Or am I going to just say, oh, poor little old me, I can't do this? Do you ever have that problem? Just me? Can God use me today? Can God break through in my life today? Can God change the situations? It's a fight for the faith, isn't it? It's like, what am I going to think today? What am I going to believe? What am I going to choose to take hold of? What am I going to trust God with? Your thinking can release the power of the kingdom. What do you think God might want to do through you? What do you think God might do through you in the situations that you're in? Do you have that sense of calling from God? You know what? I want to use my life to make a difference. I want to use my life to minister to people. I, I just believe that God can come and touch me and, and touch people through my life because that's what he's calling me to do. I want us to pray tonight. I want us to maybe just to respond to the word um, and just to think about it. You know, these things don't happen just by our listening, but by our taking hold of the word and saying, you know what, Lord, you're speaking to me. You're speaking to me. And so somewhere along this, we have to go away and say, you know what, Lord, I need your word just to, just to really put your hand upon my life and start to help me change this. You know, Lord, I need to change how I think about myself because I'm not sure that I think of myself like this woman did. That if I can just touch you, everything will get changed. I need to change some of my behavior, Lord, because I, I'm thinking and acting negatively and without faith when sometimes I need to act in faith. Sometimes I need to position myself. You know, I was going to speak on something different when I got here tonight, but I just felt the Lord called me to change it. But I was going to speak on that little verse when Paul said to Timothy, um, fan into flame the gift of God that is in you through the laying on of my hands. And, and the thing about that is, is that somewhere along the line, you've got to actually say, you know what? You've got to think enough about yourself to believe that God's put something in you that you can stir up. You've got to say, you know what, Lord, I'm carrying something in you. And it's not big-headed, and it's not arrogant, and it's not cocky. It's just being honest. Lord, you've done this in me. Lord, I want to stir that up. You see, you have to think about it. I'm going to stir it up. How can I stir it up? How can I use this for your glory? How can I do something with this? It seems to me that, you see, thinking is not a passive activity. Thinking is an active activity. And so often what happens in Christian life, if I'm honest, I've been a pastor 25 years. I've been watching, and even in my own life, we can become incredibly passive, waiting for God to do it all when he's actually looking for us to think differently and to say, well, you know what, Lord, I'm in. Lord, I'm in. Yes, Lord, I will lay hands on that person and believe they can be changed. Yes, Lord, I will speak the word and see what you can do. Yes, Lord, I will trust you for something that will change. So let's pray together right now just as we close. Time's going and gone and 
But I just want to just pray maybe over people tonight. How's your thinking? How's your thinking? This woman's whole experience changed because she decided to think differently. I'm not here promising you that that's going to happen today. I can't change your circumstances. In one sense, that's not my job. That's not what I'm here to do. But listen, if you'll start to think differently about who God is and about who you are in God, then truthfully, your circumstances will start to change. And God will begin to bring opportunities for his kingdom to be released through your life. And maybe some of you are here tonight and you really just need to touch Jesus. And you know it. And even as I start to talk about changing your thinking, you just know inside that that's a word from the Lord for you. It's just something that's in the spirit tonight because she thought differently. And you know you need to start to think differently about your circumstance. You're waiting for God to remove it, but actually God wants you to think differently. Before ever that's going to change, you're going to have to start to say, you know what, I'm going to believe God for a breakthrough in my life, whatever that looks like. Maybe he can put the fiery furnace out, maybe he won't, but I believe in him. My thinking is tuned into him. And so I just want to quickly pray over you tonight and I'm going to ask you to do this if you just really believe maybe tonight this is a word into your heart word in season for you just about how you think and I just want you to stand just now and say God here I am I'm going to I'm going to visit this Lord I'm going to deal with this I hear your word tonight you're speaking to me about my thought life about how I deal with this Lord I want to know your thoughts Lord I want to take hold of you so if that's you please just stand with me I'm going to pray over us right now just before we go any further thank you Lord Father, I just uh, pray for my brothers and sisters right now. Lord, Lord, we just recognize, God, that you speak to us. Lord, it's not by might or by, your, by, by our power. It's not by our influence. It's not by our ability, but it is by your spirit, Lord, that you change and transform us, Lord. And so, Lord, we just respond to your word this evening. Lord, we recognize, God, that our thinking can be so, Lord, uh, Lord it can be so restricting in so many ways. And so, Lord, we ask you to help us today to think, Lord, according to, Lord, this woman, Lord. Lord, to to think, Lord, that maybe, Lord, you can just change the situation, Lord, that we're in. Lord, to think that maybe you can use us, Lord, to release your kingdom and your power, Lord. To think, Lord, that maybe as we move towards you, Lord, then situations can change, Lord, because your presence is here. And so I just pray, Lord, over my brothers and sisters tonight. Lord, as your word, Lord, just uh, rests upon us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to change, Lord, our thinking, Lord, to be in line with who you are and what you've done for us. Lord, let your spirit come right now and just bring, Lord, clarity of your word, Lord, in our lives, Lord, in our circumstances. Lord, and let your presence, Lord, just bring comfort, Lord, and peace, Lord, to our minds. Lord, we we don't want to be overwhelmed in our minds, Lord. Lord, we don't want to be afraid, Lord, in our minds, Lord. We don't want to be, uh, Lord, lost, Lord, in our thinking, Father. Lord, help us, Lord, to learn from this woman who, Lord, fixed our eyes on you, Lord, fixed our thoughts on Jesus, Lord, and, and everything changed. Lord, I pray over some situations here tonight, Lord, where, Lord, just changing thinking, Lord, will change circumstances. I pray, Lord, that there'll be revelation of that tonight. 
I pray there'll be confidence in it, Lord. Pray for those, Lord, who really need a touch from you. Lord, as they stand before you expectantly, Lord, let your spirit come. Lord, release people, I pray, Lord, from chains tonight. Lord, chains of the mind, Lord, that would bog them down, Father, in in a different place, Lord. Release them, Lord. Lord, so that they might be free, Lord, to fly with you, Lord. So they may be free, Lord, to know your thoughts and to enjoy your ways, Lord. We thank you for your word. Lord, bless it to us now in Jesus' name. Amen. So I know David was saying, really happy to pray for, if you, we pray of us generally, now pray for in, if you, you individually. So we're just going to, should we just um, stand together, we're going to sing, we're going to be coming to a close, but we're not going to just, we're going to let you go whenever you need to go, but we won't say this is the end of the meeting, but we're going to have an opportunity for prayer for anybody who would like to receive personal prayer. Paul said, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. In Philippians, he says, have the same mind of Jesus, having considered equality with God, something to be grasped, not to be grasped, but gave himself up. The power of our thinking is so amazing, as David has shared. David tonight spoke about cultivate. He said, he said good thinking is cultivated. And how does, what's the, what are we going to do in our lives to cultivate that? Let's just continue to worship him together. And if you feel, it's great. So you may feel that, you know, as David has prayed, as you stood, that's great. And if you feel that's good for you, then that's fine. But if you would like particular prayer for thinking and renewal, then please come forward. And uh, as we're singing, then, you know, I know Dave would, would love to pray. And some of us here would love to stand with you and pray with you. Should we stand together, as uh, those of us that can? And... Uh... <laughs> You know I wasn't picking <laughs> And let's worship him together. Continue to worship him, I mean. And uh, that's right. Come forward. Anyone that feels that the power of thinking, transformed heart, transformed mind. And, uh, you know, Dave will come and pray and, and some of us will come and pray. You know, I, I know in my own life I need to cultivate that. Not just positive thinking, but godly, good thinking, God thinking. It's good to pray that, isn't it? It's good to cultivate that. And Lord, we pray for the release of the transforming of our minds. Thank you, Jesus, that in Christ, in you, the Holy Spirit in us, there's this release. We pray as Dave's prayed tonight, we pray for a release of transforming mind, transforming a heart, transforming our spirits to be changed more from glory to glory, more like you. And it's not just mind over matter. It's not positive thinking, but it's God thinking. Not just good thinking, but God thinking. We release God thinking. We release the, the power of transformation. Thank you that we are in Christ. We are now new creations. And we just release that over this place. That this is a place for new creation thinking. New creation living. New creation life. We just loose that here right now. And as we worship you and we just continue to worship you, Lord, we just pray there's a release. And we pray for, I pray, break the power of strongholds of the mind. Any mind-controlling spirits in the name of Jesus that take authority in the name of Jesus and bind any mind-controlling spirits in Jesus' name. And release people now to be transformed, to be continually transformed by the renewing of our minds in Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.